last time on Join the Party. You're not going to believe it, but Taylor Swift showed up to Aggie's holiday party. It was wild. I can't believe she was there. Uh, oh, and Dr. Morrow reappeared. Aggie laid down park ordinances against a guy riding a bear. Val was bamboozled by someone whose power is eating stuff. Milo debunked a death hoax. Clippy appeared in real life. But yeah, 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 you know. But the important thing was that Taylor Swift was there and everyone saw her and it was wonderful. And I heard that she went to a cabin that was right outside of LTC and Evermore was partially written there. So pretty cool. But now spring has sprung. Let's see what grows out of the ground, and let's get the party started. If this wasn't officially written down on the Lake Town City 3 whiteboard, tentative name, not locked in, Dr. Morrow made very important to say, but let's just call it the Lake Town City 3. If this wasn't definitely on the agenda, doing a stakeout of a juice bar on April 1st might not be the best idea. However... <laughs> When you got to come up with secrets, it's going to happen on any day out there. So, our three heroes, Volcani, Kilanova, and Preserver, are in the back alley behind Juice, the best <laughs> juice bar, according to Emily Slaughter, in downtown Lake Town City. It is so abandoned. If you've ever been in like a Main Street area where there's no actual homes and it's just stuff at 7 p.m., it's just a ghost town. Get it? <laughs> Ghost Town? No, I don't get it. <laughs> no, no. And that is the joke that Lucas has been texting Milo frequently when Lucas bothered Milo to know that they were going on a stakeout today. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to ask Julia, because this is something I asked Julia about this in between the break. What are you looking for here at Juice? Mushrooms. Just mushrooms? I don't trust it. I don't trust it one bit. These mushrooms, I don't trust them. <laughs> Listen, at worst, they are some kind of front for a illegal mushroom smuggling cartel. At best, they are selling and making health claims for products that have no right to do that. That's true. That's true. Let's take them down and get the FDA involved. Though I don't feel like as superheroes we have jurisdiction over that, but, you know, I guess. I'm just saying I think it's a, a helpful front in case we are wrong and do get caught. We can be like, very good, you passed your spot inspection, and then run. <laughs> Like an hour before when Dez was giving you guys like rope, he's like, I mean, like, are you trying to take them down because of nootropics? Like what? I don't, it's just mushrooms. I don't know What's what that the, is. What is that? It's uh, like the brain. It's don't, you don't have to. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> All uh, right. I know you have like a thing with food. So I just, I don't know. Listen, if I don't make it myself, I just wanted it. And that's why I just eat it. Listen, let's not talk about this again. <laughs> Do you want more menagot? Because I have more no, in my freezer. No, I, I make all my stuff at home, please. Oh, but you, uh, you did eat the menagot I gave you, right? Yes, as part of my time when I once a day. We already talked. We had talked <laughs> okay, about this. Okay, okay, okay. What? I don't understand necessarily. What are we going off of? What, what are we worried about? Just because Emily Slaughter was there, we think it's 
fucked up. I don't Emily Slaughter was there. Sour Anthony was taking pictures from the rooftop. That's suspicious as hell. Anything he does is suspicious. Pervert! And also, he is a pervert. <laughs> Calling it now. I also think that, like, hmm, I don't know. Like, the, there's just a vibe. I got a vibe about this. I don't know. <laughs> Eric, this is a out-of-character question. No. I know that we established the mushroom ring in the world-building episodes, but have there been like news reports about that or anything or like is there any like indication from the world of Lake Town City that our characters would know about in terms of the smuggling of mushrooms yeah if people want to make roles on this I have some cool. general knowledge that we can take from the world building but whatever you all want to roll on I can give you information accordingly if Milo wants to do Arcana, like for tech stuff, yeah. or mm -hmm. for talking to ghosts, if you want to do history, if you want to do nature, if you want to do... Can I do insight as to like my knowledge of the pre-city communities of Laketon? Great. Sounds good. I'm back, baby. Three plus four for seven. Eric, I don't oh, have my glasses. Boy. What does that say? Well, Amanda is holding a net 20 up to my face. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> for insight. I guess I'll roll history... A nine. Okay, great. So let's. I'll address this uh, holistically. A lot of insight and a little bit of tech and history. So this is what both Val and Milo get. Truffles are kind of a big deal. Like they are very much on the border of illegal and not illegal. Like they're so expensive, they should be, but it's like, nah, it's just a mushroom guy. So the organized crime family has dabbled in whatever was hot right now, and especially with the food boom and the another massive city popping up over the last 20 years, coinciding with Food Network being a very big deal. Truffles are a prized commodity. And you've heard tell that people have been trying to make their own crop rivaling those in France and in Europe in the marshy area of Lake Town City, for those of you who have the map at home in the bottom right, uh, where there's like some weird warehouses and the river once left flooded up there and made that hole like marshy and nasty. Mm. Nat 20 for our good friend Aggie. I'll accept the truffle queen as my <laughs> honorific. <laughs> the American truffle queen. Yes. For hashtag truffle queen. Let's move the insight to Emily Slaughter, mm. if you don't mind. Because insight is about people. She was really just leaning in hard. She really was. However, anything that Emily Slaughter has her hands on is worth checking out. Here's the, what I'm going to give you is that 20. Emily has so many secrets. Like, this is me <laughs> making this podcast, right? Like, where does her money come from? How does she have government contracts? She's just a shady person. So, like, I feel like when Aggie, and I don't want to put a scene for you, but I feel like that moment when Aggie came back from that meeting with Emily Slaughter, whatever you told Milo and Val, you were just like, I don't like, this is weird. We need to check out this juice bar. And Val has had their second sight on it ever since. And finally, after cleaning up the mess with the Giga Bear and fixing like the winter is finally stopped so you can be outside and do a stakeout for once. I think that this is, this would be the time to do it. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can start our stakeout at the juice bar, but then move to tail Emily. If, yeah, if she comes through. I will also say Sour Anthony on the roof with a digital camera. At one point in March when, like, nothing was happening, it was just, like, nasty and, like, 35 with, like, a wind chill that brought it down to 28. 
people leaked a photo of Emily Slaughter and Aggie meeting. And it was like local superpowered woman Emily Slaughter meeting with important people all over the city, including <laughs> including Aggie O'Hare, the custodian of uh, historic Laketon. And there was like mild gossip for a while. Much better than my previous press appearance, so I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sour Anthony's just a nasty boy who likes to take photos on his Ugh. Nikon. Ugh, Ugh gross. All right, so it is now, you were staked out in juice. I think this might be around close, so maybe like 9 p.m., 10 p.m., and you're staked out in juice. Where are all of you? How do you want to stake it out? I feel like we're on the rooftop, either across the street from the back door or in the building next to it so that we can look down into the alley and see the comings and goings. Yeah, I like that. I like that, too. I feel like before the stakeout, Aggie would definitely have looked up land records and ownership records for the store to see if there was like a shell company or Smart. if that company owned anything else in the city, just with her access to City Hall and the archives, um, which is probably online uh, these days. But I think also while sitting at the computer, she would have just typed in Emily Slaughter or the last name Slaughter and looked up land holdings for the family. Ooh, smart. Nice. Let's do investigation plus your superpower. So add your proficiency. 13. I'm going to roll a luck point. This is important. Nope, worse. 13. All right, 13. Hey, this looks like a regular juice bar. I guess that there is a area where they have storage, which is kind of bigger than specifications, which Aggie cares a lot about specifications, but it just seems like a juice bar. I don't know what you were looking for, like if there was a secret underground lair, like there were stairs that going down or something? No, and like if it was like a, a suspicious shell company or if it's like, yes, this is like Juice Bar Inc. and they own 10 juice bars in the city. Like, is there anything fishy going on there? Ah, yes. Okay, yes. Juice is all over the city, but of course it's only in the terrible places like the gentrified area of Thornhill and downtown Laketown City. It is like nowhere where actual people live. It's like only in the working areas. There is one pretty far out, like on the outskirts of town, which kind of looks really strange, really close to the... Welcome Center, which is strange because the rest of them are densely populated within there. Nothing within it with a 13. I You can't find anything on Emily Slaughter. Her parents died pretty young, so she was like an, technically an emancipated minor when she was 16. Um, oh, that's but sad. she's just been kind of, you know, doing what she does. Okay. I think in Aggie's mind, that just means that any suspicious holdings are under a shell company, but we'll pin this for now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll relay that to the squad as we meet up. Yeah. Uh, Milo walks up from behind with a medium celery juice <laughs> in his hand and says, "Hey guys, Milo, what what are you doing?" I I I I figured we might I might get hungry or thirsty on the on the stakeout. So you got juice from the place that we are staking out. Where else am I gonna the get juice, Val? The suspicious juice place, Milo. <laughs> Where else am I gonna get my celery juice? Is there mushroom in there? No, of course not. Are you sure about that? Did I mean, they list all the ingredients? I mean, am I sure about anything and anything? I don't know, but I didn't order it. I really like that. Anytime my siblings ask me a question I don't want to answer, I'm just going to say, how do I know anything about anything? That's Thanks, Milo. It's very good. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good call. Milo, can you make a perception check with disadvantage for me? <laughs> make a constitution save. <laughs> yeah. I would need a gastric saving throw after a celery juice. Three plus seven for ten. Oh. 
Oh, hey, I'm rolling so poorly. Well, you got a 15 on the other one, so that's good. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Milo doesn't remember anything from inside. He's just like, I got a juice. I was hungry. <laughs> also, it's probably because Lucas has been bothering you. Uh, he's like, hey, so how's the steak out going? How is it? What are you doing? How are you preparing for it? Is it going well? Is it good? And Milo puts him on do not disturb mode. <laughs> Sick. I also just want everyone, like, since uh, Milo became a superhero, he's been really into, like, detoxifying and strengthening his body. So he's, like, on it. He's, on <laughs> he's, like, cleansing, okay. you know. But he doesn't, really, he doesn't really know how to do it, so he's just been drinking a lot of celery juice. Hey, uh, can you make a constitution saving throw, but with disadvantage? Oh, it's really bud. embarrassing how Milo tried to start the hashtag celery <laughs> And it didn't really catch on. <laughs> well, one of them was not 20, but the other one was a 15 plus one for 16. That's not bad. You know what? You're actually sticking to it. Even though that this might ruin your body eventually because you stopped eating protein. <laughs> Congratulations. You actually like the taste of celery juice now. He's Good like, job. The, the more wispy I get, the more powerful I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll commune with the spirits more. <laughs> All right, so around 10.05 p.m., all the lights in juice go out. Uh, that's juice with three exclamation points if you didn't oh, know. Oh, let me change that in my notes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, out the back alley, um, like a college-aged guy comes out, uh, really, really pale, tons of freckles, uh, like super curly red hair. Milo, is that your brother? What? Oh, no, it's, it looks like my brother. I just saw that that was a self-burn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He comes out carrying, like, the garbage, like, tons of it, and holding it far away from his body. And he's like, oh, fuck. It's so nasty. It's so I hope they worse. compost that. So, yeah, he, and now he's crazy throwing stuff in the, in the dumpster. We should go through that trash when he leaves. Oh, 100%. Also, they should definitely be composting. So I'm, I'm definitely going to check the label of those bags. They're not compostable, I swear to God. Yeah, that's fine. Do you think there's any, um, like, juice that they, like, not expired, but they had to get rid of because the celibate's gone? You know? Oh my god, Milo, you are not gonna dumpster dive some juice. We're gonna go in there anyway, Val. <laughs> okay, you're gonna drink dumpster juice, alright. Listen, Val and I have put up with the celery, the all-celery <laughs> diet. I know it's working for you, you feel really good about it, your body, your choice, I get it. But I really am gonna have to draw a line at dumpster diving for juice. Fine, 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 let's just, just keep watching. No, we don't need to talk anymore, it's fine. Okay. It's really expensive. <laughs> Eric, Eric's coming in to say it's really expensive. I do want to say that I think Aggie's been getting slightly more swole um, this year. And I feel like as Milo wisps up and Aggie bulks out, I think that some kind of like tumbling routine or like gymnastics, like toss in the air situation. I think we might be practicing that. So I'm just going to lay that seed for the future. We're getting that. so close to fastball specials. This sounds great. <laughs> it's it's because we've been doing yoga together, right, Aggie? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of yoga together. There's it's a lot of Hitomi's ex really into the the silks circus. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's so hot. Oh, <laughs> we start with the vinyasa flow and then I leave and they move on to silks together. Yeah. And then Hitomi is just like rolling herself up like a calzone <laughs> up and down and up and down. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, this redheaded college age boy, he's just, he throws uh, the trash bags into the garbage can and then he watches TikTok for like <laughs> 10 minutes uh, until you hear a voice inside be like, 
Uh, yeah, coming. Uh, coming, Miss. Just hold on one second. Okay, I'm coming. I'm coming in there. Inside. And uh, Clement now uh, comes inside. You can see through the window that uh, there is a, a severely bobbed woman holding a mop out to him, but like not being able to touch it because her uh, nails have just been did. Okay. Fun boss. This seems like an unsafe work environment. Just saying. <laughs> Eric, I'd like to um, sniff the air to see if I can tell the flavor of garbage that's just been thrown out. Delicious. What should I roll for that? Perception with disadvantage, you monster. Why disadvantage? Because you're sniffing! You know exactly why. Alright, 18, 2. Alright, it's a 2. Yeah, with a 2, you can't sniff the air for stuff. Uh, Though Tuna does show up and say, "Mm, I couldn't smell anything either, so it's fine. Okay. (laughs) It makes me feel better, Ghost Cat. That's fine. Oh, hey, Tuna. um, While you're here... Do you want to just like go go in there and like Tuna disappears? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! If you want to summon Tuna, you can. Uh, yeah, I do. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna summon Tuna. He also gets investigation advantage on investigations when he's using smell. He right? does. Yeah, that's a thing. Yes. So yeah, Tuna comes back and like, oh sorry, I was on the phone. I couldn't. I didn't know what you were doing. Don't with whom? <laughs> don't worry about it. I have friends. Tuna, you don't have friends. Okay, well, you didn't have to say that in front of everybody. You else. you know, okay. Don't don't do that again. Don't don't do okay. that again. Um, do you uh? Meow. Would you mind going into that juice and uh and just like keeping keeping an ear out and and a nose out for anything suspicious? Yeah, I'll go check it out. That's fine. But you're gonna Mushroom. have to rub my tummy, and uh, you're gonna do it poorly, even though it's exactly what I usually want. And like after fifteen times, then it'll be okay. Great. Um, this relationship has gotten weirder. Okay. Um, <laughs> Tuna scampers down, just swan dives off of the side of the building, but then just floats down, <laughs> and then uh, phases through the door. At this point, uh, as you guys have been staking out, I guess Tuna has been there in there for a little while. Uh, you hear the sound of a uh, motorcycle revving, oh. uh, and it goes. <laughs> Pulling into the alleyway is uh, the Night of Mirrors. This motherfucker's back again. The Night of Mirrors does an incredible, like, Fast and Furious C turn. That like they didn't really stop momentum until like all the way around the corner into this alley, fully into the alley, just landing perfectly in front of the dumpster. Um, the Night of Mirrors stays on their bike, but uh, leans over and starts rooting around in the dumpster. It seems like they also have a magnifying glass out. It's very interesting. I'm going to jump down there. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go down there, too. I'm going to climb safely because I'm not a monk and I don't have slow fall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Aggie gets down there first. As we jump down in order to get the Knight of Mirrors to stop looking through the dumpster, I'm going to cast one of my new spells, Heat Ooh. Metal, on their motorcycle. Ooh. Branton! I love it. And, uh, it's gonna hurt their butt because it's it's like, it's like a seat warmer but like broken, you know. Brandon, <laughs> terrible. Okay. I don't sure. I don't support this. Sure. Yeah. Okay. The motorcycle gets really freaking hot. I think that this is like, it's like the motorcycle overclocks because it's like a computer. So you hear it getting like hotter and hotter. Like there are fans inside that are spinning up. 
<laughs> are you being seen as you're doing this? Yeah, I think we're like jumping down, right? Yeah. 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 And I'm going to say a catchy, pithy catchphrase that's like, uh-huh. uh huh. If you can't take the heat, stay out of the dumpster. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, whoa, hi. I, I don't sign off on this. I kind of sign off on it. Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the Night of Mirrors goes, but stays on top of the motorcycle and uh, immediately uh, revs forward and tries to run Milo over. Um, I'd like to dash and block that yeah. if possible. Like grab the front wheel. They try to run Milo, Milo over. Yeah, Val, you can just you can hold on to it. It's this motorcycle is incredibly hot and terrible. Be like, what, what? I stop! Please just stop! Please stop getting me! I can't get off. Just please stop making this hot. I know this. Please stop. Okay, I'm, I end the spell. I need to. I just. Need, it's garbled still in their uh, in their helmet, and it's like someone had turned the volume down on the huh. speaker of their helmet, but they're still yelling in it. Jesus, fuck. I thought, I thought that after all the stuff that you guys have done over the winter, you'd be able to get this shit together, but apparently you still hate me? I don't understand. What kind of a stakeout? Is this a stakeout? It's our stakeout. Yeah, says the person who who drove up in a very loud motorcycle. <laughs> What are you doing here? I am am investigating. I'm investigating some suspicious activity. And I don't know what I have to do with... uh, I'm doing my stakeout. I don't know you're doing a stakeout. I don't have time to just, like, look around and talk to you or any of these things. Because we didn't coordinate. And you just made my freaking motor... You just made my freaking motorcycle super hot. Don't do that. Don't do that ever again. That sucks. The Night of Mirrors points at Milo. Fucking sucks. Fuck you. Don't do that. Well, stay off our turf then. No, what turf? Listen. It's Lake Town City. At this point, you hear another, there's another screech coming over through the street. A sound you wouldn't expect there to be on a city street. It's like a klaxon, not like a police siren, but it's the one that goes like, wow, wow, wow. And you see that as screeching up with a, a lot less grace than the Night of Mirrors is a massive van with a airbrushed image of a skeleton doing the rock and roll sign and, <laughs> and a backwards hat on. And on the side, it says, Bones does it again. If you're staking out, you're staking out. Let's hide. Hiding is usually not the thing that I do. Uh, I'll see you later. And speeds away past the van. Okay. All right, behind the dumpster? Yeah, hide behind the dumpster. Okay, do you want to do Pass Without a Trace as well? Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's do, uh, first for Heat Metal, let's do uh, your Spirit Surge, my man. Oh boy, Brandon. 12? There you go. So you're going to cast Pass Without a Trace on the three of you? Yes. Cool. This is definitely a thing we practice too. It's like we're yeah. discovered last minute, you know, Milo knows to do this. I like the idea that like Milo throws his cowl over us and then we disappear into shadows. I kind of like that. Oh yeah, imagery. I love that. Like the the cowl is like a curtain. Yeah. So yeah, now you all have stealth. If you want to hide behind the dumpster, uh, all of you make stealth rolls. Great. And it's plus ten, right? With pass without a trace. Yeah. Great. Ha! <laughs> Nat twenty, baby. Twenty-one. Twenty-eight. Whew. All right, yeah, you guys are, are firmly behind the dumpster in the, the cloak of, of shadow. 
is around you uh, as this van pulls in and uh you see three guys hop out one is like six foot tall just scruffy looking tall uh, white dude with like a overgrown beard but like it was intentionally overgrown like it was really long and uh he's wearing a, a t-shirt that looks like it's skeleton bones cool but the the skeleton has bone muscles it's very it's very confusing. <laughs> ah, yes, the buff skeleton look. I love it. I was so confused about the anatomy. <laughs> yeah, no, the skeleton's jacked is what you want to get across. There is a jacked Asian dude, but he's like five foot six. Yeah, hops out as well, and he's wearing a jack o' lantern as like a mask. Those are very um, cool. And then there's like mid forties, just like really slouchily dressed older white guy uh, holding a. TV camera, like one that you would get from a like a local news station would have it. Huh. He's bracing it on his shoulder, and uh, at this point, the guy with the long beard with the the skeleton T-shirt hops out and be like, "Just another day for Bones Body here checking out Lake Town City. This has been some suspicious stuff happening, and we can all trace it back to this spot right here. Juice oh. with three exclamation points. I told really you weird, isn't it?" These guys fucking ghost hunt us. What is happening here? <laughs> he points to the jack-o'-lantern gentleman and says, like, Hey, Jacked O'Lantern, as my lawyer <laughs> and best friend, what do you think is happening here? And the, and the guy with the jack-o'-lantern on just kind of shrugs and looks around. And uh, the cameraman, they're like, Yeah, so, hey, Bones, um, doesn't really seem like there's anything here. Oh, there's definitely something here once I pull out my gear. And he goes into the van, and there's, like, what looks like a potato gun, but instead of a potato, there's just a can of some spray on it, and he just, like, fires it, he immediately just fires it at the dumpster, and there's, like, a low-grade, and, like, purple smoke comes out. And kind of like fills the air everywhere and be like, this is how we determine how all the weird stuff happens in this area. Let's check it out. Uh, as they push through the purple smoke, he looks around and be like, huh, usually when people throw things out, they know they have something to hide, but there's nothing in here, so they don't have anything to hide. I knew it. And at that point, the what? woman with the blonde hair comes out, and so does the, the other redheaded kid, and they're just, they're just all, like, yelling at each other. She's like, what is happening? Excuse me? I am Mrs. Jackie Pugh, the manager here at Juice 3 with three exclamation points, and you need to get out of here. And Clement has his phone out and is filming the whole thing on TikTok, and they basically just kind of get into it. Bones says, don't worry, ma'am, I'm Bones Body, local weird thing investigator. I have a really popular YouTube series. It's fine. This is all above board. We've talked to the people. Have you noticed anything strange going around? And at that point, as they're just kind of yelling at each other, um, in the purple smoke, all three of you look down, and you see that, like, so before there was kind of just, like, the figment of ghostly outline around you, which is usually when Milo does stuff to you, but now you guys are, like, a little bit glowing purple it's like um during um like a paint party or during the the uh, holiday of, of holy now you're like covered in like this purple dust and uh you also see that tuna is kind of just floating around in the purple stuff they're like mm, hey what is all this this all looks so fun i never get to play with this i'm gonna just quietly cast sanctuary on milo because if this situation is targeting magic then that's where it's gonna come from mm, do it thank you Oh, Eric, I don't think I ever rolled for Pass Without Trace either. 
Yes, I would do that now. <laughs> now is the perfect time, Brandon. I was, don't worry, I was going to ask you. Yeah, uh, as Bones is going on about his YouTube numbers and how everything is above board and it is all being filmed. Also, the camera guy comes up and asks everyone to make sure if they consent to being filmed. And everyone does. Bones <laughs> says, wait a second. I feel something. This is... strange. Uh, Milo, what is, did, did you roll your spirit search? I did. I got an 11. Okay, so you're fine. Wonderful. <sighs> So Bones is looking around, and she's like, is that a, is that a cat? Brett, zoom in on the cat. Brett, zoom in on the cat. And you can just see the outline of a cat is flying and floating around in the air. Should we retreat while they are distracted by Tuna? I don't know. I'm trying to see if I could uh, dispel Tuna. I don't think I can. <laughs> I think it's up to them. God damn it, Tuna. <laughs> and that's what Bone says. I got it. It's a ghost cat. And he, take, he takes like what looks like a bunch of paintballs and throws it at Tuna. And they all explode. And then Tuna goes, no, the actual afterlife. And dispels. And Milo, you lose a third of your HP. Just lower your maximum by a third. Shit. Can Tuna make any like sort of dex save or anything? They have a plus four to stealth and a plus two to dex. Yes, I roll I I roll that and bones won by like five. Ugh. Are we able to like, I don't know, get out of this alleyway via a uh, fire escape or something like that? Back to where we were hiding before? Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely get out of here if you want because of the fracas with Tuna. Um, and cool. I'll let you just do that. But, and Milo, as you, this might be a little harder for you, and you might need a hand up yeah, under like the fire hobble, escape. Hobble away. Oh, yeah, Val's grabbing him and pulling him up. Yeah, you can sneak back up the fire escape as Bones is crowing currently and be like, oh, finally, our, we've, been in, we've been in Lake Town City for three hours, and I finally got my first catch. Oh, these guys suck. Is, listen, it's not the panther, but a ghost cat has to be close. Uh, and right now he's plugging. He's like, ah, smash that subscribe, all that good stuff. And <laughs> this guy's the as worst. The, the juice people and uh, and Bones and his crew, uh, Jack the Lantern and Brett are kind of just working it out. Or what do you want to do? I am going to kill that guy, and then bring him back to life, and then kill him, and then bring him back to life one more time, and kill him again. Are you okay? Because you look like bad like no I'm worse not. than after christmas bad i'm not okay that hurt a lot i don't know what it was and i want my cat back you want the cat back because sometimes it seems yes like i want the cat like back the cat, but okay <laughs> aggie you get a text from des who's like hey uh just just a status report is everything going, is everything going okay no second text <laughs> Something happened to Tuna. Meeting you back at the lab now. Des texts back and says, Oh, that was the cat, right? <laughs> yes, see you in 20. And uh, I think we should all retreat to wherever we parked the truck, you know, stealthily, and head back to the lab to try to, like, do some tests or something. Yeah. Do we not want to wait until these YouTubers are gone before we, like, and, and check the reason we came here? I don't trust that just because he has some cool spray and he says there's nothing there does means there's actually nothing there, you know? 
No, sure. I, I can I can stay with Milo and you can do the exploration, but I guess sort of <laughs> lost sight of that original mission in all of this. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Yeah, Val, um, as they just talk about uh, smashing that subscribe, people signing re- actual releases instead of Brett just saying it, um, they kind of wrap up. Uh, it takes them a while to back out of the alley um, because Jack <laughs> Lantern is not a great driver. And yeah, they, they get out of there. Uh, Val, you check the dumpster. There's just a lot of bottles of cashew milk that seem to be have expired two days ago, but there's nothing okay. in there. There's nothing? No no mushroom anything? No. If it, Honestly, there's no weird things in here if you're looking specifically for mushrooms. Um, there's no actual mushrooms there. Maybe there's mushroom powder, which is like the stuff in there, but like there's nothing here you can actually use uh, for your investigation. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. As a... Uh, you will go back and Aggie as you drive away back back with uh, uh, Milo catless. You're still glowing a little purple, so you have to put sunglasses on inside. <laughs> hey, it's Amanda. I didn't have time to prepare an anecdote um, for today because I was listening to the new Taylor Swift album um, for too long and then the new Mountain Goats album. Then I went back to Taylor Swift and then back to the Mountain Goats. So I guess this mid-roll is brought to you by new music from artists you love. I want to thank each and every one of our supporters on Patreon, especially the people who joined this week, Lauren, Catherine, and Kelsey. Thank you so, so much. You and the rest of the hundreds of people who have joined our Patreon make it possible for this to be our jobs. And looking back on 2020, it feels like we did that whole Mad Max thing and like escaped disaster. So if you want to be part of our Patreon family and help us make our daring escape from uh, media consolidation in 2020, we are always looking for more people to join. You get our Discord NPC story where last week Eric dropped more Join the Party winter seasonal songs. It's incredible. An exclusive three-part mini-series called Join the Team, where our friends and Eric play a high school football drama game that he co-wrote with friend of the show, Misha Stanton. And all of the stuff that's been there for four years of our Patreon, that's including Campaign One. So if you're able, please do join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. If you haven't checked your Patreon in a while, by the way, please do. Over 100 of you out there are still on the old ones, so you're not getting those sweet, sweet rewards. And trust me, you want to read these holiday songs. They're great. Did you know that Multitude publishes free resources for creative people of all kinds? Whether you are a podcaster, a creator, or just interested in learning more about how our shows get made, we have dozens of free articles, recordings, and videos for you. So go check that out at multitude.productions resources. We are sponsored this week by Inked Gaming. If you are shopping for the perfect gift for that special nerd in your life, your search is over because Inked Gaming's website is full of everything you need to make their holiday season one to remember. From specially curated gift bundles to gift cards and even custom printed products, Team Inked has something for just about everyone. If you want to get your favorite photo together memorialized in a tapestry forever, this is your chance. And to top it all off, we have a code for this podcast that will get you 10% off your order. Just head to inkedgaming.com slash join the party and use the code join the party at checkout for 10% off. Going to that link and using that code lets them know that you came from join the party and tells them that this is a good partnership to keep going. So inkedgaming.com slash join the party and the code is join the party. 
We are also sponsored by BetterHelp, a secure online counseling service. Something that I kind of in equal parts dread and look forward to every week is therapy. I dread it because I'm like, damn, I have to confront the things that are causing me stress. But I look forward to it because I always end it feeling more in control and like someone gets where I'm coming from. And hopefully that I have new tools to try to deal with it outside of my therapy sessions each week. And I really, really appreciate that I can video chat with my therapist through BetterHelp. You can message your counselor in between sessions if you're worried about something or think of a topic you want to cover on your next call, which I really appreciate. And because BetterHelp wants to make sure they match you with the best licensed counselor possible, it is easy and free to switch counselors if you need to. That is not true in traditional counseling, let me tell you. And BetterHelp is also more affordable than traditional counseling with financial aid also available. You can get 10% off your first month of counseling by signing up at betterhelp.com slash join the party. That's betterhelp.com slash join the party for 10% off your first month. Therapy is metal. You want to check it out. Listen, you deserve it. I believe in you. Betterhelp.com slash join the party. And finally, we're very excited to welcome Loot Crate to the show as our newest sponsor. They are the original fan-powered subscription. They partner with entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture companies to deliver monthly themed crates. Choose from a ton of different ones, from specific franchises like Marvel to general themes like anime, gaming, sci-fi, and more. They're also a company run by fans, which I really appreciate. They unabashedly celebrate nostalgic moments and characters from famous heroes to infamous villains and everybody in between. They work directly with creators and licensed partners to make new products that fans will be stoked to see. And they even offer local shipping in a ton of different countries. So if you live outside the U.S. and normally can't order stuff that I talk about in our sponsorships because shipping is really expensive, check Loot Crate out. Click the link in the description and use the code JOINTHEPARTY at checkout for 15% off your order. Link is down in the description. And when you get there, use code JOINTHEPARTY for 15% off. And finally, keep an eye out next Tuesday. We're so excited about it, we can't sleep. You might say, we're unsleeping. And now, back to the show. Hey, so you've been doing this for about six months now, and you're running down some leads, so we're going to do a montage of things. I think there's a montage of Dr. Morrow, like, testing all of you, swabbing the purple glowing stuff off of you, running it through a bunch of computers, and then she just, like, she frowns at a computer and then shrugs to you. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of poking and prodding of Milo. January throws a bunch of, like, catnip at your feet and then hides and sees if it brings Aww. Tuna back, but oh, uh, no. Tuna's not there. And then January uh, frowns and shrugs. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's for this montage here, I want to go around in a circle and just do some things that maybe you wanted to resolve since the last arc or uh, as we're going from December to April here, uh, anything that you might have resolved in the last few months other than the entanglements. Um, let's start with Aggie and uh, we'll go. let's go in alphabetical order. Let's go Aggie, Milo, Val. I think over that time, I've definitely gotten some unannounced visits from my siblings and I think there was definitely a time where we were like walking around Laketon and somebody had a heart attack or like got a serious cut in front of me. And without thinking, I like ran over there and did my little orange spark healing situation while they weren't looking to help them. And 
Ryan was just like on his cell phone and didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that's really good. I like that maybe Ryan came by and be like, "Hey, Quinn was here, so we should have some we should have some bonding time." I'm staying on your couch. <laughs> and now Ryan is here, and yeah, I think that that totally happens. Like someone is choking, like at a at, yeah. at uh, the morning news, or someone's choking on a bagel, and like <laughs> no, and you like heal it out of them instead of doing the and pretending to be, for it to be the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. I think there's another one where like someone is trying to do like winter or like it's too cold to be swimming uh but they're still doing it anyway like a polar bear sort of situation right. <laughs> and um someone like falls off their their paddleboard or whatever they were doing in like early march and is like drowning and cold and then ryan rips off his shirt and jumps into the water and saves them and is like a big hero about it and like everyone fawns over him especially because he's ripped and he looks more ripped because his like veins are bulging because it's so cold and uh as he saddles back up and puts his sweater back on, you could see like uh, one of his gills is still just like kind of out. Gasp. I frown and loop my scarf around his neck. He's like, what? I don't need a scarf. I'm fine. They're out, Ryan. There are TV cameras here. Come on. There are always cameras. I look sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Milo, let's do one. I think in the wake of this event in the alley behind Juice! Milo's gotten a little bit more serious about this. He realizes that this isn't a game anymore. It's what they're actually trying to do, and there is actual stakes to it. It's not just, you know, let's watch a juice bar and drink some celery juice. And so I think he's going to do two things. I think on the one hand, he's going to maybe ask Dr. Morrow for like individual training sessions so he can sort of hone his powers a little bit better. Yeah, I like this. I think Dr. Morrow also has some like <laughs> like some like 17th century like stuff that she recovered from Salem from uh, that like <laughs> looks at ghosts and stuff. <laughs> so it's so it's a lot of like you like trying to move a Ouija board <laughs> like, like a Ouija just from your ghost powers. And I like like the training montage of that. That's very, that's very cool. It's a spell yeah, Milo. Get, yeah, you trying to spell Milo, and you spell Milo, and the Doctor Morrow gives you a big thumbs up, <laughs> and she has like her hair her her hair up in a a, a giant uh, sweatband. So yeah, you and Doctor Morrow get a little bit closer. And we do a quick scene montage of every evening Milo coming home and trying to summon Tuna. Oh, mm. little calendar you cross off. <laughs> it's got a cat that says Hagen there on the top. Yeah. Uh, Val, what do you got? I think it is Valentine's Day. And mm. Val has Val? spent it with Hitomi. Valentine's Day. So good. Valentine's Day. I'm sure Day. they've never heard that before. Oh, they've heard it their entire life. <laughs> but I think Val, I don't know, breaks out like their nice pair of jeans for Valentine's Day and realizes that they still have the locket from Christmas in that pocket. Mm. Locket in the so, pocket. <laughs> adorable. So they pull it out and like they're about to leave for their date, but they they're like, all right, the fuck's up with this and decide to open it. All right, Val, make a history check for me. Oh, not good at those, though. Oh my God, I thought you were going to give it to Hitomi, and then she'd be, like, kidnapped. It's an 18 <laughs> minus one. Incredible. Wonderful. Great. All right, so, yeah, you try to open the locket, and maybe it's stuck with gunk a little bit, but you, like, you shake it fast enough that it warms up a little bit. And it's like <laughs> you, you beating a, a pickle jar 
on the side, but it's just like, go, you're doing it super fast with your vibrating. And it pops open. And on one side, it looks like this is an incredibly small photo. Or it's like a photo that was old, but then resized to be locket sized. And it's two sides of the photo of these two people dancing uh, and looking so wildly happy at each other. Like, you can't see that they're dancing, but they both have their heads at angles that you can see that they're just like throwing themselves into motion together. And on one side, you see that there is a picture, Dr. Morrow Young, which I don't think you've ever seen before. I think as Dr. Morrow and Doc Brown are the same in my head, it's like <laughs> Dr. Morrow has looked the same since she was 30 for like radioactive reasons, but also her as a person. Uh, mm-hmm. And on the other side is a young man with his hair cropped very short and a big bushy mustache because this was the 80s and everyone wanted mm-hmm. to be Tom Selleck. <laughs> and very incredible, the little, you can see a little bit of a, a the crease of a white collar and a dark black tie and a black suit. And it has the idea of, you know this is an old photo, like you're looking at it and be like, this was taken on film and this is a film photograph. It also has the idea of like, I'm looking at a person who existed in the past. Like the image is strange. Like this is not a person I've interacted with in the flesh. This is an image that has only happened in the past. And you think about it and you're just like, who is this dude? And Val, you're turning it over in your apartment and you open your fridge up to get some leftover stuffed shells that Hotomi made for you. And we're like pretty good. She's learning. She's doing (laughs) all right. And the refrigerator door closes and you see a Christmas card from Milo and his dad. <sighs> Fuck you, Eric. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> it's the present version of the past person. <laughs> I think uh, Val, during like a training session or something like that, is going to like covertly drop the locket off somewhere where Dr. Morrow will find it later. Aww. Mm. Good. So Dr. Morrow has everything except for the key card. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's go back to Aggie. Aggie, let's keep the montage going. So I think like a lot of people, Aggie gets into a new subreddit every sort of New Year's time. (laughs) And whether it's like picking up a new hobby or like getting really into like bodyweight workouts or whatever it is, she's like surfing, you know, kind of deeper in Reddit than she's been before. And I think she finds a sort of like locals only Lake Town City subreddit Mm. where it's like, you know, LT before the C or something like that. You know, like people, <laughs> people who are who are linked in originals or just like, you know, trying to find like the authentic Lake Town City. And so I think she sort of browses it and is like, oh, interesting. I haven't heard of that bar before. But then realizes that she could do some searches. And so she starts trying words like iPad, hockey game, Gutenberg, People's River, PR, Moz. And just tries to kind of like read over the last, especially the last year of history on this forum and trying to see if there is anything new that could possibly lead them to learn more about Gutenberg, about Maz, about the People's River or the bear situation. (laughs) That's what I think Aggie does when she's curled up in her Land's End all flannel pajamas. And sushi's just in your lap, in your nook. Yes, sushi is like between the laptop and my legs with like 
his head poking out. I like this. Yeah, I think Sushi gets up, like does the cat thing, where they're like, "No, I don't want to be here anymore," and like pushes, <laughs> like pushes out of your hands, and like j- hops up on the keyboard, and like you you search for like Ma's mech suit question mark, and in this thing, and they stepped on the the space bar, and it just kind of goes to like a random page, and there's someone uh, has posted a creepy pasta in the Lake Town City woods. And like, you can't tell if it's a cre- like a fake story or a real story, but they're talking about a person who was following them while they were doing like a night hike in the fall. And it got darker quicker than they thought it would. And they were trying to find their way back and they got all turned around. And then it was like almost, it was like nearly dark, like the edge when there's only like a barely light in the sky where it's like only the purple of, of twilight is to light around you. And they felt that they saw somebody in the woods. They went out to them and raised their hand and they didn't move. And then they got closer and were like, hey, you know how to get out of here. What do you do? And they saw them, the person in the woods. They described it like someone took all of the pixels in the world and then reduced it really quickly. And this person looked blocky and oblong like they were just a series of shapes. And then they turned back into a person, and they were gone. Yo. It's like, I never knew what the, they called it the 16-bit hiker. It's like, <laughs> I never knew if the 16-bit hiker could help me, but I didn't want to investigate. I got out of there 30 minutes later, and I haven't thought about it until tonight. Creepy pasta. Spooky. I think to finish the night, Aggie just types in the word drugs and then just like shakes her head and closes the laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. All right, uh, Milo, what you got? At the same time that Milo is sort of building a bond with Dr. Morrow and upping his abilities, the event with Tuna has really made him paranoid. And so he's going to use the ID card at the museum and see what doors it will open if any, mm. and sort of try to investigate and try to find out any third-party information about Dr. Morrow that he can. Cool. Great. Uh, I think if you're doing this at the museum, uh, Lucas is following you like a puppy dog. He's like, hey, what are you doing? What, what are you touching? Why are you scanning all these things? And uh, Lucas is following you as you scan every single door and be like, oh, man, that's a cool door. And every so often he's like, you're doing this for superhero stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think at this point he's like, fully in this with Lucas like I think they're like almost Batman and Robin situation at this point because Lucas is one of the few people he knows he can trust at this point who's not you know on a superhero team with him Uh, yeah, I think this is also like um, in the more mo- in the modern Spider-Man. It's like his friend who's not powered, but yeah. it's just like, oh hell yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, Lucas said, "Hey, if you lie to me again, I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> <laughs> so you have to tell me everything. Uh, just a note: he did bring some Timberly Tombelies to apologize to Lucas for not telling him earlier. Nice. Oh. So you did formally apologize, yes. or did you do the thing where you just gave him the Timberly Tombelies and walked away? I spelled "I'm sorry" out with Timberly Tombelies in the box, <laughs> and the cashier who you bought it from was so moved by you inexplicably telling them a euphemistic version of the story that four months later they launch a ad campaign called "Say It with Timberly Tombelies." <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you, you're doing this ID card. I don't think you find anything in the museum. So you've scanned every single one in here and it doesn't register it. Hmm. I think you, at one point, you go to your favorite coffee place, one of the Thornhills around town. The good Thornhill. The good one. There's actually one that's like really close to your apartment. And that's like the secret good one, not like the hipstery good one. Right. 
and you're just kind of absentmindedly playing with the ID. And um, the bathroom has like a scan, like they, they don't have like a key anymore, so you just try it on there, and the bathroom door opens. Milo stops and he's with his mouth agape and he goes, I don't have to make any purchases to use the bathroom anymore. <laughs> uh, you also then go to all the a bunch of other Thornhills and like they open up too. Ooh. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Is this just like the mayoral, I don't have to wait in line anymore card? Like, is Maybe. that what this is? Who can say? Eyes emoji. <laughs> Bet that's not what you thought this would be, right? Right, Brandon? Correct. I didn't think it would open no. bathrooms. <laughs> that is, though, what I would do if I were mayor of a town, is just have access to all bathrooms and businesses. Yep. Yep. All right, Val, what do you got? It's going to be Sunday gravy with my mom. Cute. Obviously. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. How does she make this sexy? <laughs> yeah, nothing. There's, no, there's nothing sexy about it. She actually makes the meatballs very small. <laughs> She's wearing a really tight 90s sweater, but that's just her in general. That's just her fashion stuff. And I think, uh, like, over glasses of wine, because that's what you drink when you're having Sunday gravy, uh, Val's just like, so uh, have you heard from dad lately? <laughs> I think your mom instinctually, like, pushes over the salt and throws some over her shoulder and then spits on the ground. <laughs> it's not that bad. And then says... No. Okay. Um, cool. N- next have you, question. Have you have you heard from your dad? I mean, he sent me a Christmas card mm. from him and the new wife and the triplets. <sighs> yeah, I know. You could have just uh, I, I when I told him that triplets should always be named Huey, Dewey, and Louie, I did not think <laughs> he would take them that seriously. He didn't. Well, he named them all V names. It have- should have been Huey, Dewey. It, ugh, now I'm mad that he didn't name them Huey, Dewey, and Louie. It's Jesus. somehow worse that they're all V names because, like, they're mine. It's Vito, Vinny, and Viola. Ah, uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yeah, Those, he didn't. You're he getting didn't me riled up. Can we those, talk about please. something else? Let's talk about something else. You know who I did see recently who came by? Hmm? Only one in this that fucking family who I still keep in touch with. Uh, Minerva. You know? Did you know her? You know her? Yeah, I know Aunt Min. My, I've yeah. seen Aunt Min too. I didn't know that you knew she was in town though. Oh, you know Aunt Min? You you saw her? Yeah, I guess, Ma. Oh, she didn't say anything about that when she came over yesterday. When did when did you see her? Oh, yesterday, yesterday. she was here. Yeah, she was. What? Uh, it was wonderful. We talked for a while. She asked me a bunch of this question. We never really talk about me. I really like it when you talk about. Me. Well, the first part she talked about her, but we, she really asked me some really, some really personal questions. And it was really like nice what, Ma? <laughs> oh, you know, like how I'm doing, how the art is going, what inspires oh. me. Uh, talked to you. Uh, talked about you and how I think that everything's going. Um, uh, what you think? She asked me my maiden name. She's like she's gonna try to log into my eBay account. <laughs> Wait, I, I mean, did she ask you your maiden name? I feel no, like no. She knows my maiden name. Know. She was, she was, it was nice. It was a nice conversation. She asked a lot about you. She loves you. That's what she said. She wanted to make sure you were on the right path and were following your Ooh. dreams as divined by the stars. Ooh. I don't know. Huh. You know her. She's kind of, she's moony. She then asked me my horoscope. It was regular. 
Yeah, okay. Um, did you tell her anything? Well, <laughs> let's get into the specifics of what you told her, Ma. About <laughs> me. Nothing. As a person. Nothing. I told her the things. I was happy for you. I said you had all of your jobs. I told her all the things you were doing. All the time that you're spending with Dom 5. And how I think he's a nice father figure for you. Because your father is just a motherfucking mother ass. And, uh... <laughs> That's what I told her. All the other things. Oh, you know what I did say? I said you spending a lot of time with your... And I told her about your new friends. And I said that I was happy that you were all the time to spend that. I think that Aggie, good influence. Finally. (laughs) Aggie is a wonderful influence. You are correct. Is Milo um, getting skinnier? Please send him here. Please. (laughs) Yes. No, I keep bringing him lasagna. I don't know if he's eating it, but... I'm, I'm doing my best. Apparently not. I'm just happy you found friends in adulthood, really. Thank you. That's a weird thing to say to your child, but I'll... Who wants more sauce? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rob just pours more wine into their glass. <laughs> All right, so upstate New York is, it really doesn't actually get warm until May, but there are those, shout out to global warming, as Dr. Morrow would say. She has a, <laughs> she has a, <laughs> she has an apron that says that. Um, Al Gore gave it to her. Yeah. Al- <laughs> it's ironic. Yeah. There's one perfect day in the middle of April, like April 9th. This is something that's been announced on the news. The weatherman uh, at Seven and a Half News has been talking about this for like seven days out. Be like, guy, we got a perfect day coming. I don't want to say too much, but it's happening. <laughs> and Hatomi uh, tells Val, I'm like, Val, if I don't go outside on the perfect day, I'm going, <laughs> I need, I need to be a, take me outside, please. Okay. I need to be like around being people. outside too. Get all of your friends and tell them that we're going and having a picnic in the park on the perfect day. Okay. We're doing I, it. I love this. Thank you. Thank you for making me be social. Great. Yes, <laughs> please. Choking up a little bit. Also, if I'm not in the sun, I will turn into one of those mushrooms that are only found like under like like layers and layers of fallen trees. Oh, truffles. Yeah, but the poisonous one. Oh, okay. That's. F- I need to be in the sun. We need to be in the sun. Uh, And Hotomi immediately blasts, sends out an email blast to all of you. Lucas texts Milo and says, Hey, um, I got the key logger from Apple and I'm going to the picnic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know, um, Apple Apple and Zach are busy. They're out of town? Question mark? Oh, they're dating. Um, romantic getaway before the Airbnbs get too expensive. <laughs> yeah, the off-season Airbnbs. <laughs> to be clear, Milo still has no idea about this. Oh no, oh, Lucas! Yeah. Both I feel Lucas like we keep telling you, and you're just like, nah. <laughs> Lucas is also just like, I don't know where they went, so I'm hanging out with you. <laughs> just friends who kiss. It's fine. I feel yeah, and um, Aggie Hatomi asks you to bring the blanket. Cap- capital T, capital B. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so large. Yeah, it's like a poly blend fabric, so it's water resistant. You can sit on the muddiest ground and be fine. She <laughs> washed all you. Yep. I think that this is actually called Weston Park. I think over in like the 90s, Weston re- like claimed this massive park 
that was intentionally left there by the city as it started to expand. But then Weston said they had jurisdiction over it, and everyone was just like, "Listen, it's 1992. Whatever, like it's fine. Everything's <laughs> We're not a real city yet. Do whatever you want." Yeah, so it was just called the park for a while, and then it was renamed Weston Park. But people still just call it the park. But everyone knows that it has like this massive field. It's kind of like that one section of Central Park. That's like just the um, baseball fields. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice big open lawn ringed by trees. Yes. It, it's just like big and there's like a band shell and everything. And sometimes there are outdoor concerts there and stuff. And like whatever the big park is in your city, it's like that. <laughs> so you all uh, you all gather on, on the perfect day and it is slammed with people. But everyone knows that you have to share the perfect day as soon as it gets warm. So everyone, there's a, you can find, you can like sprawl and everyone like has their picnics out and everything. Hotomi is wearing a winter coat but then makes a dramatic reveal that she's wearing a sundress and being like fuck this! Winter is over! So good. Aggie very subtly takes off her Carhartt jacket to have a lighter just denim Carhartt jacket underneath. (laughs) Milo's wearing a fairly hefty jacket and keeps it on. Don't get, Lucas says, don't give him sympathy. He needs to get stronger. (laughs) Don't do that. Bowser's hands him more lasagna, eat something. (laughs) Where did you get it? You had it in your pocket? It's a Tupperware. (laughs) My girlfriend brought picnic stuff. What do you want from me? (laughs) Aggie brings like a 64 ounce like industrial thermos that like men take to construction sites. um, And it's filled with like the most delicate Paloma drink. Ooh, and so good. She Delightful. has uh, she has cups to share as well. Yeah, in Lake Town City, um, public drinking is decriminalized because it's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> valid. Uh, Milo yeah. says, "I, I'm God, sorry. I didn't really have time uh, to do any cooking, so I, I just brought this like deli tray thing. There's some pickles on it. I, I wanted some pickles. Charcuterie, fuck yeah." <laughs> Uh, Lucas says this is from both of us. <laughs> Luke, it's not from Lucas. It's specifically from me. Lucas brought nothing because Lucas is selfish. No, well, no Lucas has already written on the the plastic top from Milo and Lucas. I'm like, no, nah, it says it right there. It's uh, from both of us. Weird. And Milo takes the plastic top off and throws it. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas runs after it like it's a frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so the the five of you are hanging out on the lawn. I think that it's this is like you get there early and everyone just kind of stays there until it gets dark again. Quinn because, didn't come. Oh no! Well, sorry, Quinn uh, went back to no. an, an, uh, she's on another production. She was only there for the holidays. I know, um, but she texts Aggie and says, though. "Oh man, to say hi to all of your friends, uh, Val and Tommy and Lucas and Philo <laughs> with a PH." Brutal. Aggie responds with like three periods and then a question mark. What did I spell Lucas wrong? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> she gonna take the photo of herself hanging out with Sir Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all uh, you're all just hanging out and it's a lovely time. Eventually, then you see like people are setting up at the band shell. There's like a, a PA system in the band shell for like presentations and and stuff like that. But it seems like there's like a bunch of people running around to like erect a stage really quickly. There's like someone's like putting banners up on there, and Hatomi looks over and they're like, "What is? Is there like a, a 
did the city set up like a concert for people or a, a thing? Not that I know of. I didn't see any permits cross my desk. No. Could be oh. a pop-up thing, which is always a lot of fun. But uh, do I recognize any of the uh, like stagehands or anything like that? No, but actually, that's an interesting question. Aggie, can you make a history check with disadvantage for me? An 11. Wonderful. Okay, so, Aggie, you've kind of been invested a little bit more in doing, like, um, patrols of the city and trying to make everybody a little bit more responsible. And, like, you're trying to coordinate this stuff. And it just takes a lot of time and energy out of your day. And you're tired. I don't know. Maybe you haven't been paying attention as much during the city council meetings, especially because Councilman Burdock is just continuously on his, like, anti-weird things in the city. And ever since Giga Bear, it's just gotten kind of unbearable. Nice. So maybe you're between you be, being tired and uh, you not wanting to hear it anymore. Maybe you're tuning out the things that are not specifically about Historic Lake 10. Um, within 11, in the last council meeting, he was ranting and raving about the Giga Bear again and said, uh, someone needs to do something about this. I hate it. And it, this is not the Lake Town city that I grew up in and my parents grew up in and my grandfather grew up in. And you might have just like kind of tuned it out. Uh, but he's been making declarations that he was going to do something about this. But like, what can he do? Agreed. He always says shit like that. You think about this and how in the last meeting he said, someone needs to clean up the city and I'm going to find the person to do it. And you think about this. And as Councilman Burdock then strides up to the front of the band shell. This fucking guy. And he's like hitting the microphone. He's like, excuse me, excuse me, can you all hear me? And it like, it goes the terrible PA feedback. He, he's like testing it and now more things are being put out. And um, there's a banner which says, Lake Town City welcomes, feel it in my bones, featuring Bones' body. Jesus Christ. Oh, come on. And you see that uh, Bones, Jack Lantern, and Brett are there standing behind Councilman Burdock. Uh, and you also see that Fritz Brightstone is there as well. The uh, star hockey player that you, you met a little while ago. You'll see that Councilman Burdock uh, has his wife uh, nearby who's wearing like an immaculately emerald green Adidas tracksuit. He also he has like seven kids, one of which is the quarterback for uh, SUNY LTC. Uh, who you you saw when Aggie kind of blew up a chunk of the field. She pulls her baseball hat a little lower. <laughs> Godzilla Burdock then uh, starts to talk and says, All right, uh, thank you everybody for coming. I know that this is the beautiful, most warm day of the season. It's the perfect day. All right. And everybody claps like nicely and just kind of want to go back to their picnic day. It says, well, while I have all of your attention here, I wanted to tell you something really interesting that's happening here in Lake Town City. We have thought that there are some really strange, weird stuff, weird guys and gals and stuff happening here over the last season or two, the last half a year. We know that there was the, the panther that was running around the city. The night uh, a, a fella who's running around on a motorcycle pretending like they're Batman or something. And uh, there is even a high schooler who was playing football who uh, seemed that they could stretch a little bigger and ruining the sanctity of our high school football games. 
I don't like that, and I don't think anyone here likes that too. Do you want the sanctity of our high school football games tarnished? And like 10% of the crowd goes, yeah, I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I have a special announcement that we've invited famous YouTube channel stars, the people, the guys behind Bones, the feel it in my bone, feel it all up in my bones, Bones body. Here to investigate the weirdness here. I think at this point, like, some real loud dubstep starts playing as uh, Bones Why? pushes to the front. of like, hey, everybody, it's me, Bones Body. Are you ready to rock? And some people recognize him. So, like, a lot of people are noticing that a uh, you famous YouTube person is here. He's like, I want to show you all what's been happening here in your here in your city, and I have the great hockey star Fritz Brightstone here to tell you about it. Fritz. And Fritz comes up and he's like, Hey, um, hey, uh, I hope everyone's having a real good, perfect day. And people just applaud because they know Fritz. They're like, <laughs> Oh yeah, Fritz is here, yeah. <laughs> and then Fritz like packs away quickly. Bones comes back on like, hey, thanks, Fritz. All right, I just wanted to show you some of the strange things going on. Thank you so much to Councilman Burdock for inviting us here. We're just going to be around filming an exclusive series all about Lake Town City. And a lot of people then start getting kind of jazzed about it. Like, people are like, oh, man, there's going to be, like, they're filming here. That's so great. I wonder if I can be on. I wonder if I can be on camera. That's crazy. Lucas is just like, so, like, hey, hey, fuck this guy, right? Oh, so fuck this guy. Yeah, hey guys, uh, you might want to start packing up the picnic. And Hitomi is just like, "What? Hey, they're gonna leave in a second. What's the what's the problem?" I, I think that Lucas looks at Milo, and then looks at Val, and then looks at Aggie, and Lucas like makes eyes at Milo and being like, "Yeah, what? What is the? Why should we leave? <laughs> this doesn't affect us at all, unhelpful, right?" Helpful, Lucas. Unhelpful. I shove a slice of ham into Lucas's mouth. Mm, <laughs> ham. Uh, and I think that at that point, that's when uh, Bones, he's like, Listen, it's not a presentation unless we hit the drop. And he hits a button and the bass drops in the dubstep song. Oh, and he turns it off and be like, Guys, just kidding. Let's be serious here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be here if I wasn't if I wasn't going to show you something real, you know? People think that ghost hunting and monster hunting and power hunting is a new, that's a new thing that I came up with. Uh, People think that's not real. People think that ghosts, goblins, Bigfoot, uh, uh, sea monsters, uh, they're all real, but you know, they're all, those are all fake. I figured that out. But you know what? Ghosts might be real when they're attached to superpowers. That's right. Superpowers. I think that we have something happening right here in Lake Town City. And then someone shouts, Yeah! They, they save us from shit! What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I see I have some skeptics here in the audience. I'll show you what I'm talking about. He goes back into the back behind the band shell and grabs um, what looks like a birdcage and hauls it up to the side of him. I think Val's hand is like starting to like rage shake. And they just kind of grab Milo's shoulder and be like, stay. The cage has like a little electrodes and stuff all over it. Like we just, just lots of like tech. It seems to be attached to it and be like, I'm going to show you what's really happening here in this town. 
in this whole city. It's weird. And this, I have proof of it. It's a ghost cat. And he throws the sheet off. And Tuna is leaning against the cage, paws up, looking confused and a little hungry and super unhappy. At that exact moment that the curtain is flung off of Tuna's cage, Milo's eyes turn into the dark purple and green galaxy and he's going to cast Call Lightning and he's going to call a giant lightning bolt down to strike the Banshell and hopefully in this perfect day so everyone leaves the picnic. I love that. Can you do a spirit surge, my man? 18. 18. Wonderful. I'm up to six. What's your AC? 15. Wonderful. Okay. So as soon as you do that and the lightning bolt strikes... Lots of people scream, and then Lucas immediately tackles you. <laughs> Be like, Milo, there's a bee on you. Watch out. And my <laughs> Lucas just tackles, tackles you. Um, yeah, the lightning strikes the band shell, and I think that all of the, the PA system like uh, sputters and goes out. And then people just scatter and be like, this wasn't a perfect day at all. <laughs> Bones points up in the sky and be like, yeah, see? He's like shouting now because there's no PA system. He's like, see, it's weird. It's all weird. <laughs> That's what cast, the councilman puts his arm around Bones and tries to lead him away. I'm running after Tuna. Where is he going? Yeah, I think that they're they're cleaning up. And Aggie, you're you're heading forward. Yeah, you're right at the bandshell. Jack O' Lantern is take <laughs> is uh, taking the the trap and uh, and is holding it. And uh, as people are are breaking this thing down because they think like a storm is coming. Excuse me, do you have a license to bring an animal into a live performance? <laughs> uh, Jack the Lantern looks at you for a second and then goes into it like he has a backpack that's right there and gives you a business card and it says Jack the Lantern, lawyer and best friend of Bones. <laughs> I- I'm walking right past him to the councilman. He puts a hand on your shoulder and uh, squeezes pretty forcefully for you to stop. Excuse me, I need to talk to the councilman. Jack steps in front of you with his menacing uh, jack-o'-lantern eyes. We're colleagues. What are you, his bodyguard? He flips over the business card and it says, also bodyguard on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is city business, so you can't stand in my way. He uh, roots around in his backpack and pulls out, like, uh, pairing out the reason this was an official city event sponsored by Weston and Councilman Burdock. And the friends of Councilman Burdock and his lovely family, uh, CPAC. (laughs) (laughs) Do I get the sense that the cage is protected by a spell or like a magical aura? Yeah, do an arcana check. 15. It seems like some of the weird tech that Dr. Morrow messes around with, but also like it's not her style. She's, as we say, she's like Doc Brown, mad scientist, and like throws things together to see if they work. But this is like almost sleek. This is almost like overcompensating for not really knowing what they're doing. So someone like threw a ton of electrodes on it. <laughs> Same. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I guess, do I get the sense that there is anything except for just mechanical engineering going on? Uh, yeah, there's something, there's definitely something else. I pull my neutralizing spray out of my jacket pocket and spray it all over the cage. Hell yeah, that's awesome. So that's usually used for a counter spell, but let's roll on it, my man. Yeah. Why don't you do an arcana check? I got a 12, I'm gonna use a luck point. All right, 12 is the best I got. 
Uh, I'll do well. my third luck point. Fine. <laughs> 17. I rolled worse than that. Okay. <laughs> yes. So yeah, you spray down the cage. All the electrodes come off. Tuna like falls through the bars of the cage. And he's like, mm, sweet freedom, finally. I thought it was going to be stuck in hell forever. Christian hell. That's what I believe in. Run. <laughs> Jack Lantern grabs your wrist and tries to wrestle the special spray yeah. away from you. If Tuna is out and running toward Milo, then I'm not going to like put up much of a fight. Okay. Can you do a strength check for me? Yeah. 14. Okay. As you're watching Tuna fly into the open air, the man with a jack-o'-lantern for a head squeezes your wrist, dropping the bear mace, and then uh, runs towards the van, which is uh, revved up. And here Bones from the back says, Hey, jack-o'-lantern, get in. We're leaving. This place sucks. It has weird lightning. (laughs) So he's taking the can with him? And he's taking the can with him. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Has Tuna made it to Milo? Yeah, uh, Milo, you look up and you see that Tuna is flying towards you dramatically. Tuna is invisible to other people now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I can't really do anything to show that I'm talking to a ghost cat, so <laughs> Milo's just going to make meaningful eyes with Tuna. Tuna flops on your face immediately and says, Ah, oh, I didn't miss you at all. all right so if tuna is safe i'm just going to like do the little like i'm watching you eyes thing to burdock yeah i think uh uh, councilman burdock has like collecting his family into a giant minivan and he sees you doing this and be like i don't know why you like this place as freaking weird as it is Unlike you, I have some class, so I'm going to let you go home with your family. We'll talk at the next meeting. Count on it. There's something weird about you, O'Hare. I'm going to figure it out. And he slams the door, the sliding door of his minivan, and hops in (laughs) and drives away. And I just yell, wouldn't have it any other way! And then I look around for any kids. Motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) 